Welcome to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny Fuentes, a podcast about dating, marriage, and sex, where we break it down, keep it real, and unashamedly go there. Our goal is to foster a space that welcomes you to have conversations with us regarding these topics. And since we believe in seeking the truth about these topics, we guarantee to keep a biblical perspective in all things related. So go ahead and grab your favorite drink and or put those earbuds because it's about to get real. Hey guys, welcome, welcome back. back to Dear Husband, Dear Wife. This is Danny. And Jenny. And we will be talking about the process of healing. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about how healing takes time. Disclaimer, I have a lingering cough. So if you hear me cough, I am sorry. Don't judge me. <laughs> So, process of healing. Um, this is a pretty, um, I guess it all depends on, you know, what kind of healing people need in life. Um, there are certain, you know, healings that we need where it's not, you know, oh, whatever, you know, I broke my arm or, you know, messed up my ankle and, you know, the healing process always will depend on the injury that is sustained um in this case we are talking about the healing process in regards to relationships um i'll i'll share a story with you guys that i've kind of shared before um but before uh jenny and i officially got married we were engaged and i had broken the engagement um simply because I was not in a good place. Obviously, I was heavily, heavily addicted to pornography. Um, and at the same time, I was I was actually messing around with another young lady while engaged. So clearly, I wasn't going, I was not ready to be, to step into that new chapter in the direction that I was heading. Um, but when I had broken the engagement the first time, I I knew that there was no way that I could start a life with someone with that kind of baggage. So I needed to, you know, I needed to get myself straight. I needed to get my life right before the Lord. And I was just trying to figure out, like, okay, how do I do that? And like, you know, how do I go about that? And during this time, we were attending a nonprofit organization over in Pasadena uh, where they provided a specific program for people um, to join if they were going through um, any, basically anyone that had, that had um, experienced some very heavy trauma and found themselves still kind of in that zone of you know just carrying that baggage around and so i felt like the lord was pushing me to join that you know that group and to be a part of it and to go through it i will admit that when i started i i didn't i didn't like it at all because it felt like maybe i was going to like an aa meeting or something like that um but at the same time i knew that it was something that i had to do and so in this in this program they you know they called it the river um it was literally basically 
like the sole purpose of it was for for everyone that was a part of it to kind of go back to those experiences, to go back to those traumatic experiences that that everyone had endured and to make peace with them to to forgive ourselves and you know to basically let the lord take that over from us and it was insane i mean it was it was really really gnarly because i obviously you know and i'm sure i'm i'm not the only one that does this but in life when you go through you know traumatic experiences or anything that hurts us we automatically build up walls to prevent ourselves from going through that again. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. And so, you know, everything that has ever happened to me, whatever, if I got into a fight in school or, you know, if I was mistreated by someone or anything, um, I just automatically built up walls. And so being that in that case, and during that time, I was, you know, I had just broken the engagement between Jenny and I, I I knew that I needed help. And so during the program, uh, part of the part of the program was for us to kind of to talk about the things that hurt us. And for me in particular was obviously the engagement at the same time it was pornography and at the same time it was a really it was my relationship with my mom that wasn't well just a lot of things that were going on all at the same time. And so it was during that specific moment in my life where I began the process of healing. But I hated the fact that it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, I'll be good in like two weeks, you know, three more weeks and I'm set. It wasn't that. Like this was my soul. This was my livelihood everything that i had been doing up until that moment was affecting me and i was now in a place where part of my healing process was for me to talk about the things that had affected me and how i felt and i wasn't accustomed to that and i hated it but it made me realize a lot of things about myself and why i did the things that i did you know, and that's, and I feel like that's, that's something that God does with us, not necessarily because he just wants you to like, oh, you know, take a seat, you know, take a seat in the back and then just hang out. But I mean, he allows certain processes of healing to take longer than they should, not necessarily because he just wants it that way, but because there's something there that he wants us to realize for ourselves you know, and why we allowed certain things to happen or why we did what we did. Um, and again, it's never it's never in the context of him trying to punish us because of what we did wrong. But for us to be able to understand for ourselves, you know, oh, wow, like, I that's not me. Like, I, I never would have done that if I was in my right mind or whatever. But it was it was a process that I had to go through that was really, really like, working in my life at the same time i mean it was pulling out all the weeds all the gunk while at the same time softening my heart i mean again i i didn't realize how cold-hearted i was until i got in that program and then i mean again it was like a moment where i kind of saw myself in a different light and i was like whoa i was like lord how how are you still 
Why are you still around me? Like, look at everything I've done. Look at everything I've ever said. Look at look at the actions I've taken that I, I knew in my mind that were wrong, but I did it anyways because I felt like it. And it's like, Lord, you're still here. Why? Why? You know, which is a question I tend to ask the Lord a lot and I never get a response. But, <clears throat> I mean, it's it was something that, that that made me see a lot about myself that to be honest I wasn't okay with but at the same time it was through that moment through that experience where where God really started to work in my life really started to change a lot of things about myself from the inside out and at the same time I I started to see how God sees Jenny and what he and what he purposely and intended for this marriage to be. And again, I, I I want you guys to know we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I I don't have all the answers to to being married, and you know I I don't. I I still make mistakes. I still have moments where Jenny will kick me under the table because I said something dumb. <laughs> I believe me, it's it happens. It still happens. But it made me it made me see a lot about my life differently. Not only that, but it made me start to see things like in a in a much in a much kinder way. And so for you guys out there, anybody that's out there, you know, what is your healing process like? What what is God trying to show you about yourself? What what are some things that that some of you or maybe a lot of you have gone through where you instinctively, you know, go to just turning, you know, building up those walls and, you know, that's your defense mechanism. What. You know, what are what are. What are the areas in your lives where God is trying to uh, bring you towards a healing process? Again, not because he just wants to get you to talk about it or get you to, you know, bring it up again. But it's it's literally what what it is. It's, it's God trying to set us free. And so. I mean, that was that was my journey, you know, that was that was my healing process where I, I saw I saw myself and I was disgusted. I couldn't believe how how I've become, how I became. And so it made me rethink a lot about who, you know, who I was and what I was trying to do and why I was tr why I was doing it. And it brought me to a place where it's like, okay, Lord, like now I'm here. And believe me, guys, like I've, I'm in a position now in my life where I'm still learning more about myself. But now I'm being guided. It's not me by myself alone in this world. I'm learning about myself through, through the guidance of the Lord which I'm totally grateful for that because, I mean, again, if it was by myself, then 
anything would attach to me and I just run with it. But I wanted to share that with you because I want you guys to know that the healing process is important. It's something that 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 is a requirement. Not not to again, not to remind you of who you were or not to bring up the past, but to let you know that that is not who you are. Whatever whatever that may be, I don't know what it is. Again, where I'm not judging. <coughs> I'm not condemning in any way, shape, or form. I'm just... All I'm saying is that the healing process sometimes hurts. And it definitely doesn't feel good. And it doesn't look good. But in the end, it helps to, to build on it. Because it's... It's the Lord reshaping us. You know, for, for those of you who deal with carpentry, you, anybody around, anybody else can look at something and say, oh man, that's trash or whatever. You know, this piece of wood is junk now. Let's just toss it out. But those of you who work in carpentry can look at that and say, what the heck? Like, no, man, I could, dude, I could turn that to a table. I can turn that to like a, you know, $500 door or whatever. You know, you, you see it in a different light. You see its purpose. You see its potential. And so when we do that, when we look our when we look at our past experiences and and the things that we've been through and the things that have hurt us, instinctively we just go ahead and toss that out to the trash. But the Lord comes in and says, "No. I can use that. I can turn that into something beautiful. What you consider to be trash, what you consider to be worthless, I can take that and turn it around into something that you never thought could ever be. And so, yeah, I mean, again, it's it was a learning experience for me. Uh, it taught me a lot about myself. It changed me. Um, it made me want the Lord to, to work more in my life. And again, till this day, still, because I'm not perfect, I still got a lot that I need to work on. And, um, but today I see it differently now. I, I'm okay with the healing process. I, I, I do the best that I can to allow the healing process to run its course. Because I don't want it to be a thing where I speed up the healing process only to not heal the way I should have healed. Mm. You know, and it's just like any injury in life. You know, you, you, you injure yourself and you have specific instructions on, on what to do in order for you to heal back the way you should. But if you don't follow those instructions, you will heal, but you won't heal the way that you were supposed to heal. And so you end up finding yourself running through life with, you know, with something that should have healed correctly, but you just, you know, you kind of mess with it or you just didn't follow what you should have followed. And that's just how it is. And so, you know, I speak to everyone that's out there, you know, to, again, you know, embrace the healing process, guys. I know it sucks. It's, it, it, it doesn't feel good. But it's, those are the moments where, you know, where God does his work. I I said this I said this to someone one day, you know, and it was weird. 
it was like a small pastoral moment, but I kind of I felt like God does His best work when we are quiet. Hmm. And so, let the Lord do what He has to do, and believe me, guys, it's it's He's gonna wow you, even in the things where you like feel like ugh, like sorry, Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you could still look at that. But it's like, I mean, it's God. Like, he's not surprised. And that's, and that's the beautiful thing. God is not surprised by the things that we've done, by, by the, you know, the actions that we've taken. He's not surprised. But again, he chooses to use our lives, our pasts, to turn them into something beautiful to share with everyone. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, was, it was a journey in my life where I was making constant, you know, bad mistakes and bad calls and bad judgments. And, you know, I, I not only hurt Jenny, but I hurt my family. I hurt her family. I hurt a lot of people by the decisions that I made. But somehow, again, guys, I mean, it's, I couldn't have done it myself. You know, clearly the Lord turned all of that around you know to bring healing into my life to bring the things that I had voided in my heart and so it's it was something that again I I I mean God had to give me the strength to to endure it because I did not want to but it was definitely worth it in the end I I started to see something that I couldn't see before so that's my spiel. <laughs> Sorry if I chewed your ears out. No, no, no. I think it's really good. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we both have learned <coughs> in our healing process is that, again, healing does take time. And sometimes we do tend to rush the process just because we feel that we, we want to speed up um, time or we want to, or in order for us to be able to take a certain next step, we have to be healed one of the biggest mistakes that we've seen in marriages and relationships with young couples who are dating is, you know, when two broken people get together, it's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Like that's literally what it is. And so we encourage constantly individuals to seek help so that they can heal properly so that they can be healthy individuals and love well versus love in a way that is very broken. And the other thing that I wanted to also just point out when it comes to healing is this, is that, you know, shaming yourself, because this is, this, is, this is what's going to happen. The truth of the matter is you heard Danny Spiel right now about, you know, just healing in general. And the truth of the matter is how he said healing is a long process <clears throat> and you will, we have still seen, I still see parts of, um, I guess, not parts, I guess the word, I'm, I don't even know how to explain it, but I guess there's moments where Danny, Danny will um, say something or do something that reflects that there's still some healing that needs to be done, right? Or I say something and or do something that reflects that there's still healing that needs to happen in my heart. And so I, when we do that, 
automatically one of the biggest things that we want to do is shame. You know, like shame comes to mind. Like we want to shame ourselves and we're like, how did I say that again? Why did I say that? I thought it was done. Like I thought God had healed me or, um, you know, we, we talk about this. I even talk about this with some of our young students um, and young adults. It's like, like we, we make a mistake and we tell ourselves, why? Why did I make that mistake? Why did I do that? Like, how did I fall back into this old habit when I had overcome? I had come a long way. Oh, yeah. And the enemy will constantly use shame um, in order to stop you from doing hmm. the same mistake again. Like, if you think about it. Or even from healing, to stop you from, from healing. Yeah. Because, again, if, if, if we don't heal, then it's... It's just an, an it's an injury that's just shows. It's still there. It's like a cut that never heals. Like you're gonna just keep covering it up. Yeah. And changing the band-aid because it's you know, it's not healing right. Yeah, and so like one of the biggest things that I, you know, wanna encourage is that and remind you is that mercy will always um, triumph over judgment. So before you go into that judgment mode or go down that rabbit hole of like, I'm guilty or how can I do this? I'm so stupid. Why did I fall this? Like, I want to remind you that first and foremost, we have an amazing loving God who is so gracious to forgive us, who's quick to forgive us. And, and number two, we have a God who promises to walk with us, to never leave us, to never abandon us, to heal our broken wounds, or I mean, our broken bones, our, bro you know, our wounds and, you know, anything like that. Like he is the God of life and death and he has promised us life. And so I want to constantly remind you that in those moments where you feel like, man, you took a step back, Remind, remind yourself that mercy triumphs over judgment. Don't go into that rabbit hole of judging yourself. And you need to be patient. You know, you need to learn how to be patient with yourself. Uh, because the truth of the matter is there's going to be things that are going to come out and, and things that you're going to do that are still healing that, you know, you, you might be like, why, why is this coming out? Why is this happening? So I want to encourage you to be patient with yourself Again, the, the, this whole episode is about how healing does take time. You know, Danny broke up with me, broke an engagement, went through this entire, mm -hmm. you know, like program. And then I want to say, like, what was it? Three, four years later, you got engaged to me. think so, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, like, it took us like three to four it years took, to like yeah, get engaged it again. Took, it took it took a while. Actually, it actually no, it took a while. I think about it, it. It took a while, but I mean, again, it was it was necessary. Like yeah. that that was part of the healing process. See, and that was the other thing, guys. Like, I mean, I thought I was going through that just for myself, but at the same time, the Lord was also like, he like allowing Jenny to heal. Absolutely. Like, I mean, and that's the thing too. Like, sometimes we think that like, oh, this is just for me mm. or. I'm just going through this experience just for myself. And sometimes that may be the case. But there also there are also moments if there are other people involved in your lives, you know, in our lives, then it's it's also for them too. Like it it allows it allows both parties to go through the process. And um again, not to not to cut Jenny off, but No, no. It no. was I mean, it was necessary, you know, and we learned a lot. Yeah, and I think one of the things that you have to remind yourself is um, don't confuse uh, 
don't confuse guilt and shame with conviction. Oh, yeah. You know, because in the healing process, one of the one of the parts and one of the ways that you know you're healing is when you're convicted. Like people, people are afraid of conviction, <laughs> but conviction is a good thing. Like, yeah. like when the Holy you Spirit. You want conviction. Yes. When the Holy Spirit is like working in your life, he's going to convict you of the things that you have done wrong. Or when you take, you know, those steps back and you're like, wait, you know, like, um, what happened? You know, like the, the, the goal of conviction is to help you realize acknowledge that you what you said was wrong or did was wrong number two to be able to say okay this is not who i am this is not you know who god created me to be uh, the third thing that conviction does also is like it's reminding you that god is working in your life and that's a good thing you know like you're like oh wow like thank you god for reminding me that this is not who i am and this is not what i should be doing or saying or acting whatever and then conviction leads you to change like it does it, it automatically does. So I want to make sure that shame is the devil's tool to keep you from healing. Judgment is the devil's tool to keep you from healing. But conviction and truth it is, is God's tools to help you to proceed and to continue to heal. Yeah. So be patient. Don't shame yourself. Don't shame others. And, you know, being community, I think one of the biggest things that helped Danny and I and has helped Danny and I is being in community, um, whether it be being in community at a church, being part of a small group that you can trust, um, going to therapy and, you know, having your person. We believe in therapy, guys. We really do. You know, we really, really do. And, do it. And a part of the thing that therapy does is that it brings out to light the toxic things that are still hidden in us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the truth of the matter is you can't heal what is hidden. So don't be afraid to talk about things that are still you're still struggling with or things that you feel shame and guilt from. Because what you need to do is you need to let those things out. They need to come to the light. They need to surface out so that you can heal them. Because if not, then you're going to definitely take that with you into your marriage. So this is for like mm-hmm. people that are dating right now. Like seriously, get healthy like do what you can do to become a whole human being restoring your heart your mind your soul your spirit from any trauma whether it be childhood trauma whether it be trauma from you know work trauma from churches whatever that is heal heal so that you can be a complete healthy individual that when you end up falling in love and getting married like you enter into a very healing and holistic marriage that allows you to be the human being God created you to be for your spouse. And for those of us who are married, it is never late to start the healing process. Yeah. Never. So I want to encourage you to take the time to search your heart and to search your mind to see what are the areas that need healing? What are the places in your heart that are still hurting? And any triggers that you get, any harmful patterns that you're seeing, write them down and, and seriously, 
it. If you if you are blessed and can afford it, go to therapy. If not, I encourage you to be part of a community in a church. Talk to your pastors. And if not, talk to someone that you really, really trust that can walk you through the process. Um, and there's also, honestly, there's also self-help books um, that so many Christian writers and so many psychologists write in regarding healing and relationships. And seriously, like, we encourage you to read those books too. Like you can go to the library. You don't have to buy them. If, if money is a problem, you know, there is no excuse for us to take the next step for healing. There really isn't. Yeah. Talk to someone and say, hey, I need help. Keep me accountable. And we pray that the Lord would continue to heal your guys' lives. Just like yeah. he's continuing to still heal our lives. Yeah. I want to read, um, I want to read Denny, you know, he had to say, he said, he had like a little pastoral moment, like be still. Sometimes, you know, we feel like all we have to do is to be still. And, and, and sometimes that's what we need to do. Sometimes we need to shut up and just say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Heal my heart instead of complaining, right? And so I want to remind us of that Psalm. It's actually Psalm 46. And if you read it all, it's very powerful because it's really about, um, you know, God just constantly protecting us and being our refuge in time of trouble. And hey, when you're healing, it feels like you might be in trouble. Sometimes it feels like, gosh, there's no way out. So this is what it says. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose stream may glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwell. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. And he breaks the bow and shatters the spear. And he burns the shield with fire. He says, be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And so I just want to remind you that God is with you. He is your fortress. He is your, you know, ever-present need. He is the, the one that will respond to your help. And and he is with you. You're like that city. We are like that city. He is within us, and he will make us strong, and he will give us life. And he will heal the parts that need to be healing. He will restore what needs to be restored. But all you have to do is to be still and allow him to do the work in you. Yes. Well, <laughs> y'all, this is it. Yeah. Thank you guys again for uh, taking taking time to check out the podcast. I hope that um, you guys are encouraged. I hope that you guys feel like you can pull through. Um once again, we don't judge or condemn anyone. Uh, we're not here to shame anybody in any way. Uh, we're here just to, again, be a voice of light to some extent and to remind you that there is a God and that He can do it and no one else can and only He can, only he can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well... Blessings to y'all, and we'll yeah. see you next time. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in. We really enjoyed hanging out with you. If you really enjoyed hanging out with us too, then we ask you for one simple favor. Go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we did. We thank you so much and we really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Adios.